Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Better to be your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are great, or rather, we are grateful that you are here today. And our peeps are already joining the fall. Welcome aboard, Roberto Davenport. Welcome aboard, Robert Davenport. Alistair Waters, my Conroe sister, is in the house. E2247, of course, says, Hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever visit, for sure. Man, E2247, consistency is something we strive for. You're a good, you're a good person. You're a good person. Anyhow, Brother Rodnin, AVQ, is in the house as well. And, of course, he gives us our initial narrative. And what is the narrative, folks? First of all, those of you that are on, the, on YouTube, give us that thumbs up. Those of you that are on, YouTube, on, 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 on Facebook, give us that like. And don't forget, go follow me at Egberto Willis on Twitter, at Egberto Willis. Ampersand Egberto Willis. E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That ensures that we can continue to move the message forward. Hey, folks, welcome to see some more just dropped in. Melanie Keelan from España, from Spain. Welcome aboard, Melanie. How are you doing today? Great to see you here. Great to have you here in Politics Done Right. And she says, good evening, everybody. Good evening. But I know it's night out there, but I just love having you here. All right, let's go from Michael. Washington Post, Canada vows to freeze handgun sales. Is that great or what? We're going to be talking about that in the, in the thing that I discussed, the bill which officials here cast as the most significant action on gun violence in a generation also includes red flag laws that would allow judges to temporarily remove firearms from people deemed to be danger to themselves or others with stiffer penalties for gun smuggling and trafficking. We recognize that the vast majority of gun owners in this country are responsible and follow all necessary laws, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said, told reporters in Ottawa. We are, however, facing a level of gun violence in our communities that is unacceptable. The proposed legislation came after the mass shootings in Texas and across the U.S.-Canada border in Buffalo in recent weeks have even revived a long-simmering debate in the United States about whether Congress might act to curb violence. Canada is about to show us that sensible gun control legislation is not only possible but necessary and their nation won't devolve into a tyranny afterwards absolutely not but you know what we don't have to look across the border to canada we don't have to look across the border to mexico we can just look at california and you guys are going to see that in the piece that i did for the show today the atlantic 78 minutes that's how long police say they left children locked in classrooms with a gunman as they repeatedly called 911, begging for help. We were told today in the latest version of events offered by authorities in Texas that police left children locked in a classroom with a gunman for 78 minutes. One hour and 18 minutes. Myrtle's parents were outside screaming, go get my kid, go get my kid. You know what a lot of those cops were saying? I've got kids too. To get your kid, uh, Greg Abbott has allowed that 18-year-old to have an AR-15 that is likely to kill me. I am supposed to risk my life under the right conditions. Look, everybody and I, you know, people are telling me, yes, I mean, I understand why folks are really mad at the police officers, right? Um, are they cowards? Are you going to jump into a building to say burn, burning building? I mean, look, 
if my daughter was in dire straits, you bet your life I'm going to find a way to get in there. And from what I understand, a lot of parents did that. They went into the building and got their darn kids out of there. But the cops were there next to the gunmen, and they had a calculated decision to make. Do I risk getting shot with an AR-15, which penetrates cinder blocks? Or do we wait for backup? I don't know all the story, the entire story, and I know everybody's dogging the cops, right? In America, we have, and I'm going to give this narrative now that Daniel put this here, because I want to talk about something here. I want to use Daniel's prose to get a little bit deeper, not only in what occurred in Uvalde. But in America, we always blame the people that are immediately in front of the situation. And before I go with my narrative, let me see if I have anybody else to salute, because you know I like to make sure everybody is included. And you know what? Somehow, this uh, it seems like my window here is frozen for the... Um, uh, for I don't know why it would be frozen. I just reinstalled it. Well, let's see if it let's see if it cleans itself up or not. Let's see if it cleans itself up. But it seems like our um, the window that I have is frozen for. I'm going to go to the other screen and just welcome all the people in. Robert Davenport. Uh, let's see. I think I got you, Lisa. Lisa Bowden. Cynthia White. Uh, Michael. I got you. Bruce Pollard. Uh, who else did I miss? If I missed you, I'm sorry. But for some reason. Chrome on this other computer seem to have locked up and it's not posting the messages and I don't want to kill it because I may affect the rest of the program. So let's let's continue doing it this way. So here is the deal. We have a tendency in America to blame those immediately at the problem, right? But here's the issue. <clears throat> These cops begged Abbott and Republicans in Congress, please, I beg you, don't allow AR-15s on the streets. Please, I beg you, don't allow concealed weapons. Please, I beg you, we are police officers. We are the ones who have to decide if that person is real or not, if that person is a risk or not, you know? Of course, we all know that people who look like me to cops always are, are always a risk armed or unarmed, but that's beside the subject. Here's the deal. We always blame the immediate people. You know, it's like the prices of oil are go is going through the roof. The gasoline that you're buying is going through the roof. And I have people that are just blaming the president for causing the oil to go up. They're blaming everybody else except the source, the corporatocracy that's out there taking the same oil that costs no more to drill, that costs no more to extract, and decide to pick your pocket. But who do we blame? Let's just blame Biden. Let's blame Biden. Think about it, folks. I want you guys to be very cognizant of how this works. And I'm using the same scenario with cops. I want to tell you this. Those cops should have gone in if they found a way to do it and not be scared if, if a good way. But to just outright blame cops, we have to look deeper. We have to look a lot deeper. The cops were failed by Greg Abbott. The cops were failed by Dan Patrick. The cops were failed by Ken Paxton. And all the Republican state senators 
and all the Republican state representative. And if you put them back in there, you are saying it is okay for my kids again to be murdered by AR-15. It is good again to murder my kids with all these weapons of war. So again, I say, don't look at the cops. Let's all, those of us who voted for the criminals in Austin, let's look in the mirror because we are supporting those who say it is okay to kill our kids and ask police officers who also have kids to go in and protect our kids from the men or the people we voted in that put their lives in danger. I am not a fan of cops, but let's be real, folks. Let's get real. I am I am so sorry this particular uh, th thing isn't working here, which means I, you're going to see me run into the other screen so I can read what you guys have to say. That's why we have backups. And by the way, this is all thanks to you guys that made sure that we had the necessary equipment to, to have a good show. Next one from Rudden says, Scientific American, the science is clear. Gun control saves lives by enacting uh, simple laws that makes guns safe. I have that, and you'll see that in the piece that I've given, so I'm not going to read any more of that. Um, and then the last one here says, let me go ahead, I think I can read it if I turn my light away a little bit. All right, it says now, uh, tornado destroys half of Forada, Minnesota. Uh, I've never seen anything like this, not even in your wildest dreams. It's climate change. We all knew it was coming, folks. We all knew it was coming. Anyhow, let's continue with what my peeps have to say, what my peeps have to say. Uh, Robert, let's see. I, I know what I said with cops a lot of times are not going to, it's not going to be very popular, but I want you to see the analogy. I wanted to bring it right back to us. You know, uh, one of our people says, I always talk about government being we the people. So when government does good, we have to say we did well. When government does poorly and we keep them there, uh, then that's on us. We have kept a derelict Republican Party in this state, a party that said it was okay to kill people because even though we have Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act that would give a lot of people health insurance to keep them whole, to make them heal, we allow them to die because the Republican ideology is we don't want corporations to have to pay any more taxes, even though they pill for us all to take care of the lot of the damages that they do, healthcare included. The benzene in the air didn't put there by us. It was put there by Exxon and Texaco and all these other oil companies. Let's let's get let's clear. They also say we're going to have whatever guns we want and allow laissez-faire gun laws. The shooting, the shootups that you see in Dallas, the shootups that you see in Austin, the shootups that you see in Houston, a direct responsible of the government. You, I'm not talking about you, my my good progressive, but those people elected. The prices of gasoline, a result of our economic system that allows two tenets. Whatever the market can bear, numero uno, uh, a false supply and demand, numero dos, and minority rule. Okay, continuing, let's see what else we got here. Cynthia White says, hey, good afternoon on what time when you see this. 
Uh, let's see. Lisa Baldwin says, love your show. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, Tank says, let's go, Brandon. You know, Tank, lucky for you, Brandon is saving your life. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bruce says, in my business, we do not, we do a root cause study before we make a call. There you go, Bruce. Uh, uh, Bruce, you, you, you make something that I want to expand on. First of all, qualify that you, be, that you hear what I said about who is to blame ultimately for Uvalde. All right, continuing. Robert says, in the case of Uvalde, we can see police lies and cowardice evolving almost real time. In the media, why do we live the myth that police are trustworthy and brave as an institution? I don't live that myth at all. In fact, that is the reason I said they can be cowards, they can be scared. But also, I can also, it, it is not mutually exclusive to say that the reason they probably did not go into that room is because Greg Abbott has given the weapons. In other words, when, when a cop roughs up a black guy or a Latino guy or, or rough up anybody, but you know they like to rough a particular group up. You notice how the guy, the Buffalo person lived, this guy died, the Buffalo person lived, all the others, you know, folks like, you know, people who get stopped for traffic ticket dies. You know why? They're cowards, right? Oh, yeah. Even when that guy lived in Buffalo, they were cowards. You dare kill that guy, the white supremacists may come and get you. Think about it. Anyhow, let's continue. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, you read it better with a glasses. No, actually, Bridge, I know you want me to wear my glasses, my beautiful friend. The reason I'm, I'm pulling like that is that the screen is way yonder. You saw the picture, young lady. You know what I have to do. The computer's right in front of me with all your words here, but this one is frozen, and I'm scared to unfreeze it because it may crash the other system. I don't want to do it. So that's why I'm stretching to read, my dear beautiful lady. Okay? All right. Stop giving me a hard time, Bridge. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Carl Cox says, gun rights politicians support death by guns, especially assault rifles. And uh, Bridge MCP says, hola, Robert Devonport. Tom C. says, in 1994, who joined two ex-presidents, Ford and Carter, and one uh, current President Clinton in signing a letter supporting a ban on the further manufacture of assault weapons? Answer, Ronaldo Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yes, I mean, Ronald Reagan wasn't for assault weapons. They're God. The God of the Republicans. Actually, no folks those of you who think this is ronald reagan's republican party haven't followed the last five years this is donald trump's republican party ronald reagan's republican party was only half as bad maybe a quarter as bad this party is a nutcase and those who follow this party because of ideological and cultural reasons look call yourself a republican call yourself a conservative but vote the interest of the country. Try that. Please. Daniel Adolce, I wonder if folks like Egberto are willing to break the union over guns. No, I want to not break the union over guns. I want to save the union over guns, brother. It's the people breaking the union or the criminals with these assault weapons who want to overthrow the government. It's not we, the Dems, the Libs, the progressives that don't like America. It's the right-wingers that don't like America. You see, America has always been this multicultural place. I'm, I'm going to digress again. I, wanted, I want to tell you guys a story because, remember, we have to... And, and Bridge, I know you're going to get mad at me for, for, for taking up 
uh, the teas from from um, from Lado, but he gave me an important concept that I want to put out here. So here it goes. America has always been a multicultural country. America has always been a a country full of different different. I I don't like races. I, I like to use people of different uh, attributes. America has always been that. Stay with me here, people. Stay with me here. But the people in power were only white men who own land. As we progressed as a nation, we became freer. So all white men then could participate in the quote-unquote democracy. And then after that, uh, when we had, it took hundreds of years after that black men were included, even though Jim Crow laws prevented them from really being included. And then 1919 came and women were added to the fold. Okay? We were never a democracy. And even today, we're not a democracy. But my point here is this. It, it, it's those who believe they have a singular right to what America is, which it never was, who are tearing the country apart. It's not the libs, it's not progressives, it's not the baseline conservatives, it's not the baseline Republicans, it's the right-wing nutcases and the white supremacists who think they have an inalienable right. White supremacist men. Not all my good brother, white brothers like Bruce and others. That's what's killing this country right now. And that is what needs to be extricated. The problem is they're getting armed. So we are going to have to be tactical. Because as long as we have a terrorist organization running the country, we have to be very careful in how we perform. Continuing the discussion, uh, Cynthia White says, I really dislike the cop shows on TV. <laughs> that are commonly unrealistic. They don't show the complexity of most situations and they don't focus on how police are trained. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, let's go. Let's see what else we got here. Peggy Lopez says, GOP joined the corporations now that for them to keep control, the population must be smaller than it is now. Therefore, a death cult form on the right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see the root cause upon which you make your claim. Uh, let's see, Daniel Doe from Michael Rudd, that was uh, Bruce, by the way. Daniel Doe says, it looks like people, no, 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 Rudnan says, Daniel Doe, it looks like people uh, like you will talk about breaking up the union to prevent guns in the hands of wife beaters, terrorists, and sadists. Someone copy-paste this so that Daniel can hear. Well, I just said it so that he heard it. BGMCP says, National Rifle Association uh, Party of Recipient Republicans 638 million zero three five nine nine ninety nine percent democrats <laughs> whoa that's bad okay continuing yvette avery herod my sister from atlanta welcome to politics then right and michael says right wingers will profess to love america while hating so many of their fellow americans that is common knowledge brother norman reynolds says i imagine the south saying that those members of our government who want to end slavery say you are willing to break the union over slavery slavery it's the guns issue of the past hard right wingers wow norman good analogy 
Good analogy, Norman. In other words, this is going to be Ishna. Good analogy, Norman. I like that. Me gusta eso. Perfecto lo que hiciste ahí. And I'm talking to you in Spanish because you've been taking Spanish. Hey, guys, Norman been taking Spanish. Every now and then he said, Egberto, why is this wrong? Why is this right? Anyhow, John Smith says, it's the leftists who are tearing the country apart. Tell me one policy the leftists like me have that wants to tear the party apart. What am I doing other than wanting to help people? So tell me what is it that I'm doing that you'd like me to stop doing, John Smith? Please tell me. And if it's going to stop hurting people, or rather, if, if, if stop doing that, won't make sure people get hurt, I'll stop. Ball in your game, guy. Tell me what I need to stop. What what policies do I have that you hate? Let me hear it. All right. Robert Davenport says, Ronald Reagan signed the change to California open carry laws because Black Panthers exercised their legal right to open carry that terrified the establishment. Look, nobody said that people create or change laws out of the benevolence of their hearts. We know that. And we also know that there are a lot of things that many Americans would do if they feel it's going to benefit people other than the uh i want to i want to have a nice way of saying white americans uh that doesn't sound like i'm saying white this or white that okay so i'm going to say the majority the, the now majority population in america there's some who would believe right that what you want to do is uh how, how should i say this best minimize certain things. I lost my trend of thought right there, but I'm going to come back to it. Uh, John Smith says, it's sad that money is spent to protect people's inalienable rights, but we have to against leftists. Huh? Don't understand that. You may need to go back to your constitution. And by the way, I read the whole constitution and what you guys call constitution is definitely not constitutional. All right, Sister Bridge says, Second Amendment wasn't a right. Bridge, repeat that again. Second Amendment, well, well, actually, Bridge, let me qualify it a little bit for folks, because all the, all the, 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 the Ten Amendments, the Bill of Rights, they call it Bill of Rights because they wanted it to be a right that the majority couldn't take away from you. So in that sense, it's, it, it, it's sort of a right. But here's what it is, Bridge. It doesn't, the right isn't what they say it is. It isn't a right to carry a machine gun. It isn't a right to carry a bazooka. It isn't a right to fly an a, 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 a F-16. It isn't a right to have an AR-15. So I'm, I'm putting a corollary onto your statement, my dear Bridge. It is not a right for what they want to use it as a right for. Daniel Ledosa, it sounds like you progressives have a real problem on, on their hands with a large section of the country, Ultra MAGA, Wonder how y'all are going to consolidate power to deal with the, these racist guys. Okay, look, MAGA is only about uh, 50 or 60% of the Republican Party. And the Republican Party represents 25% of the population. So I think you pretty much know what MAGA looks like, about 13 to 14% of the, for, at maximum 16% of the population. That said, people are culturally Democratic or culturally Republican. And as such, that's how they vote. Unless you have something so outrageous that they really have to bite their tongue. Like that guy who slapped me in the back and said, Egberto, you're going to love me, but I'm still a Republican, but I'm voting Democrat this election. Right in the Jimmy told me that. All right. Breed says, we will just have, let wonder about that question. All right, let's continue. John Smith says, Breed, I have 
also read the original version of the Second Amendment and the Federalist Papers. I read the Federalist Paper too, sir, so don't make sure you're not lying now. It means the government is prohibited from passing laws on arms. Incorrect. It talks about a well-armed militia. Punto final. We're not going to discuss that one anymore. AC Cynthia White says, uh, the second, oh, a lot of things just came in again. The Second Amendment doesn't give you an inalienable right to a semi-assault rifle without a background check. Check the language of the Second Amendment. Not only that, you know, it's not a, here's the thing about it, Cynthia White. It's not only you and me saying that. It's the most conservative justice that ever lived on the Supreme Court saying that. Who is that? Antonin Scalia. Antonin Scalia said it. He said there was no inalienable rights to have an AR-15. And you know, he's, he likes to call himself an originalist and a textualist. And if you're an originalist and a textualist, hey, you got to play the game. All right, Brother Davenport, AC Rodriguez says, good afternoon, all. Egberto, are you familiar with Bo, the fifth column? I love Bo from the fifth column. I don't get to see him all the time, but I love him. Yes. On YouTube, he recently did a video about some gun reforms that could get support across the board. There's a lot of it, but the, the problem is the leaders won't allow it to go through, A.C. Rodriguez. All right. Whoops, a lot of messages coming in. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to put a pause on our messages because we're at 29. And I want to go. Is it 29? Yeah, we're at 29. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the video uh, that, I, that I prepared for you guys. And then we'll take it on the other side. I want you to see. Other countries get it. We don't. So here we go, people. Get ready. Vamos a comenzar. America is purported to be a democracy. That's what we all love to say and we preach it. Yet most Americans want some sort of gun control, some sort of background check, and all these different things that would save lives. But because we have a country in which it's not really a democracy, where the Republicans can actually, in their minority status for decades, control the agenda with obstructionism and, 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 and much other very very undemocratic things that's what we get well you know what's interesting here we continuously have these mass killings and we just seem to be able to do absolutely nothing about it and if you want to see why i want to see I want you to listen to how mitch mcconnell catered the debate how mitch mcconnell said this is what we are working on to solve the problems and then check out how it's done in australia how it is done in canada they've had issues and you know what's amazing? How it's done in California, right here in the United States of America. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Senator McConnell, any, any comments on the, uh, on the on the gun control issue going on right now? You had said possibly that there, you were open yeah, to Yeah, what we're something. doing, we have a, a group led by Senator Cornyn and uh, Senator Murphy on the Democratic side discussing how we might be able to come together to target the problem, which is mental illness and school safety. We'll get back at it next week and hope to have some results. 
Yeah, you know, you'll note he said uh, mental illness and school safety, nothing about gun control. But that is Senator Mitch McConnell last hour in Kentucky. He is someone President Biden just called a rational Republican. And while Biden hopes for a rational response from Congress, his counterpart to the north is proposing new gun laws. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau introducing legislation to impose a national freeze on handgun sales in response to a spike in homicides in his country. We recognize that the vast majority of gun owners use them safely and in accordance with the law. But other than using firearms for sport shooting and hunting, there is no reason anyone in Canada should need guns in their everyday lives. And Canadians certainly don't need assault-style weapons that were designed to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. That announcement by Trudeau comes two years after the deadliest mass shooting in Canadian history, when police say a gunman in Nova Scotia killed 22 people with a gun purchased here in the U.S., in Maine. Canada almost immediately banned assault weapons. Meanwhile, President Biden just wrapped up a meeting today with the Prime Minister of New Zealand. New Zealand passed stricter gun laws three years ago in the wake of a mass shooting at a mosque there less than a month earlier. And while we continue to see other countries quickly pass stricter gun laws, we're also seeing individual states here in the U.S. address the country's gun violence epidemic. As the L.A. Times reports, gun deaths dropped in California as they rose in Texas Gun control seems to work. It says, quote, California's rate of gun deaths has declined by 10 percent since 2005, even as the national rate has climbed in recent years. And Texas and Florida, their rates of gun deaths have climbed 28 percent and 37 percent, respectively. So therefore, if you have any doubt, any doubt whatsoever, what we actually are looking at. We have countries that are behaving like adults, and then we have the United States, who is governed by a Republican Party, who represents a clear and present danger to us all. We have to ask the question, is that what we really want? Is that who we really are? Folks, let's get busy and get the bombs out. So we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find. So as it turns out, as you can see, even Canada gets it. All right, brother Davenport, brother Davenport, you got to be fair to me. You says it is so frustrating that Egberto often does not read my comments to completion, but will read all that Ledo posts. Man, uh, I don't. There are times that a lot of messages are flying through, and there are times that there's a pause. Uh, I don't try to shortchange anybody, Brother Davenport, so please don't look at it as some sort of a thing that I'm holding back. Please don't. I really try to get to the messages now, in the, and I, let me qualify all of this. Brother Rudnan, he gives very long messages, and when I, when, when, depending on the length of my show, I may have to cut those in half. As far as when you, you guys put comments in there, I read the best that I can. Which one did I mess up? And, and again, if I didn't read the whole thing, again, Rudin will do the same thing to me. Egberto, I really wanted you to read to the end of that one. Could you please do it or whatever? It's, uh, so please don't take it as a, some sort of a thing on you. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. It's not. Uh, if I miss somebody's words, I just miss it. Just tell me about it. I'll fix it. 
All right, let's continue. What did I miss of your words anyway, Brother Davenport? Let me go back into the... You see, you're going to force me into a scroll because uh, you have me on the defensive now. So now I'm going to go to the scroll to make sure that I, I'm going to read your... I think this is a message. Ronald Reagan signed the change to California open carry laws because Black Panthers exercised their legal right to open carry, and that terrified the establishment. Fear and racism run the GOP. Is that the message that we're speaking about? Please let me know. And, and by the way, it, I could see myself stopping on that message because I so agreed with it and knew, the, knew what happened in California then and was just expanding on it. That's all. Nothing really, you know, any. Uh, what's the word? Un, uh, what, there, there's a word that I, I hear a lot of people using, untoward. Nothing untoward. Okay, here we go. All right, Cynthia White says, okay, I think I read that already. I'm out of commission now because I went back and, and made sure that I read uh, Davenport stuff. Let's see what we got here. Cynthia White says, the Second Amendment was written in the context of a revolutionary war that rebels, rebels, rebels against King George could have a rifle. Are you rebelling against the U.S. government? That's exactly what they did. That's exactly what you did. Okay, uh, Robert Davenport, I hear you because he knows where we are coming from. Uh, well, you know, thank you very much, uh, uh, Bridge, because, you know, that's what I think I just said that to Robert as well, that, you know, since I was like, oh, I got that and I expanded on it, but I'll make sure and read all your stuff, man. All right, let's see. Uh, John Smith says, people could also have cannons and rotary multi-shot guns at the time. Well, we're not going to have that now. I can guarantee you that. Cynthia White says, no. The Second Amendment does not say and none of the writing at that time and in the following 50 years, which is used, the Supreme Court decision don't say that. I agree. Macaroni says, wait, Democrats to propose gun laws focusing on mental health. Again, I want you guys to notice that's what they're trying to change the narrative. It's now mental health and school security, school hardening and mental health. We cannot fall for that. We cannot fall for that. We have to do what's necessary not to fall for that. All right, let's see. E2247 says, many once saw U.S. as a white man's country. Parties ran on slogans as white man's country, let white men rule. Democratic ticket slogan in 1868 presidential. Wow, I didn't even know about that one, but it doesn't surprise me at all. E2247 says, 1868 Democratic National Convention held at Tammany Hall in New York City. Okay, Carl Cox says, GOP represents death. A.C. Rodriguez says, here is a video if anyone is interested. Curious if the conservatives can get behind any of this. Thank you for putting that video in there for everybody to see. I think that is from the uh, the one that he spoke about earlier. Maywood says, uh, that's a reply to what Woodham. Dave Smith says, Trump gave police department military-grade equipment to be used like a Texas Joe Biden took it away. <laughs> oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. Macarena says, all good, Egberto. I post when I uh, what I will. If you have time, get to them. If uh, if I have something really important, I'll double up. Yep, yep, yep. I know you always do. Trust me, I know you do. Egberto, you speak of willfully seeing your own way to push power and politics and policy. Well, here you go in our area, diverting flood money away and trying to control funds for self-interest in planes. Wrong, rod. That's local politics. And in the local politics, I tell you what. Uh, the Texas have been run by by strong people all of the times, and if you want to see what Emmett Smith, uh, Emmett uh, Ed Emmett used to do, go. It, it, it's funny. 
people are just looking at the budget now that it's controlled by a young woman named Lena Hidalgo, a young 30-year-old woman, 31-year-old woman who runs this entire county, the most powerful woman in the entire state of Texas. They are mad because she are, she's the one with the purse now. When it was uh, Emmett, uh, Republican Ed Emmett, oh, he could do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Come on, man, it's not going to fly here. 82247, another example of hate-filled racist incident perpetrated by momentarily uh, uh, ill person. Nope, racism is fundamentally about power and wealth. And, you know, this attack was just a, a, kid, a kid with an AR-15, man, with, I don't know what he was thinking about. AC Rodriguez says, 100% right on Reagan in California. As you say, and the right people get killed, then they will ask. In this case, the right people exercise their rights, so they ban them. But you know what? Um, the, the funny thing about this is when, when you hear Carl Cox talk about the party of death, I really look at it as a party of death because they don't even care. For ideology, they will die. Some, I'm, I'm not talking about the rank-and-file conservative, rank-and-file Republican. I'm talking about not even the rank-and-file leadership because rank-and-file leadership are just trying not to get bitten by that crazy sect that will gun you down. And that's what it's all about. All right, Robert Davenport said, yes, the fear and racism point was the key. GOP willing to sacrifice their sacred Second Amendment if the wrong people exercise that right. I read it fully now, Davenport. Give me my green, give me my green star. Or is it a gold star? Give me my gold star. I want to see my gold star, Brother Davenport. I am very selectively making sure I'm going to get every single one of your words, my brother. All right, Cynthia White says, uh, don't worry about reading all my comments. Well, Cynthia, I like I, I like the comments. Look, I try to read everybody's comments, and that's why I've reduced the amount of videos I'm doing because I've always said it's your show, so we behave as if it is your show because it is yours. Eric says, here is your misinformation, all the spending recently done and keeping on doing, and the fact that they say it's being reduced. All right. I know the numbers, okay? So I'm not going to allow you to put your numbers from the right wing into our space but let me just tell you that uh our the spending that we're doing now is is the kind of spending that needs to be done except for the military of course that does shouldn't be done and except for certain giveaways that we have shouldn't be done but social programs we are way behind cynthia says don't worry about reading all my comments i said carl uh, carl no that's not to me uh planned parenthood this is from bdmcp Planned Parenthood commits about 40% of abortion. All right, yeah, commits about 40% of abortions in the United States. Their annual abortion count is up to 354,871. All right, follow the money. Daniela Doe says, y'all should really move on from gun control if it's a lure for you and you will never get what you want. But you won't. You will hammer gun control at the cost of further division. Why? Because the end goal is total confiscation. And yes, I know 400 million guns would be difficult to take, but you underestimate your ability. Let me tell you something, man. You can forget about that crap. The reality about it is this. Move on. You want us, those of us who are getting murdered, killed, pilfered, destroyed by your gun use to forget about it? And just be sitting ducks for all those crazies to come out with their guns? Hell no. We've got to fight. All right, let's see. 
Uh, but he says, no, it's not. No one is coming for all the guns. I, you know, that, that's the, the fear tactic. Macaron says, Egberto reminds me of 2014 when Joe the plumber said, your dead kids don't trump on my constitutional rights to have guns. You know, it's so evil to say that, right? So evil to say that. Uh, let's see, Daniel, the DNC willing to destroy the country as they create the woke utopia. No, we don't want to create a woke utopia. We want to create a utopia for all Americans. You know why? Because unlike you guys, we love America. And we love, we don't only, we don't love America. We love the inhabitants of America. Okay? I hope you got it. All right, let's see. Uh, that's a message. Egberto reads all our stories. <laughs> All right, let's see. Eric says 32 trillion babies spend, uh, 32 trillion babies spend, baby spend, we can spend our way to riches. Mm. I, uh, you need to learn some economics, sir, but that hopefully if you keep watching our program, you learn economics because that's what we do here as well. Ask BGMCP, ask Rudden because they, are, they bring a lot of articles that do that as well. All right, let me continue. Let's see what Tom C says. No, actually, before Thomas Rodriguez. AC Rodriguez says, uh, para ver, para ver. Yes, that is the ultimate goal. Total gun confiscation. I will take reforms. <laughs> Tom C says, question. How do we stop mass murders in the U.S.? Better mental health care. B, more secure public access places. C, universal background checks. D, ban assault weapons. E, all of the above. And I love your last answer. All of the above. Uh, and ask California. That's what California did. California did a lot of different things. And over since 1904, I mean, since 2004, their gun violence went down by 10%. Texas went up by 29%. And Florida went up by 37%. Uh, what, do, what does Texas and Florida have in common again? Two evil governors. There you go. Answers the question. Peggy Lopez says, Egberto, I only see Facebook messages that do not have uh, gun debts at the number we do. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Cynthia White says, I do think John Smith is posting comments that have a lot of misinformation. This seems to as a distraction for the actual discussion. Let me tell you this. Um, even though what John Smith posts, uh, you're probably you're a little bit new here, Cynthia, so let me just say one thing. Yeah, a lot of what these, a lot of folks on the right post misinformation but that misinformation unanswered usually gets traction right and thousands of people are going to listen to this podcast when we're done with it and we put it in podcast form and we just want to have all these things answered right so uh, you know one of the things i think democrats have always done for long for, for much too long is they've always said things like oh people are smarter than that they will never believe what those those are uh, crazy uh Republican leaders are saying that, or the right wings are saying, they'll say that, right? Unfortunately, that's not the truth. You say a lie long enough and unanswered enough, and it suddenly becomes the truth. So what I decided to do here on, on Politics Done Right, and I've discussed this with some of our, our PDR Posse members, including in detail with, is, is, uh, with, with Bridge MCP and Rodnan and Cox and Norman and Bruce and others, is how do you best balance uh, balance your coverage of counteracting the crazy statements that would come out on the right at the same time doing it in a manner that you bring you know that, that brings some sensible dialogue not easy to find right but we try 
All right, let's see. Uh, failed Portus 45 is just the tip of the gigantic iceberg. We got to be honest. Eric said, oh, what was Cuomo as governor? Was he utopian? No, I don't, not at all, not in the least. In the 1800s, one of the most famous lawmen in the wild, wild west pro pro uh, prohibited gun position in Tombstone, Arizona. Was Wyatt Earp a leftist or just a realist? I love that one, um, Davenport. And the reason I love that one is because that proves that you don't let ideology stop you from a solution. If a solution seems to go against your ideology, change, modify your ideology. I think that's what you're saying there. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, history has lessons we have learned. Yes. Bridge says, good one, Robert Davenport. True, 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 true. Okay, Eric Hayes says, guess you must like debt. Um, debt is just another financial instrument. And here's a problem with, with the way some of you think, right? Debt is nothing but a financial instrument. And the corporatocracy uses it. The corporatocracy uses bankruptcy. They use debt. They use pilfer. They use all these things in the name of business. And because they have it with a facade of business, we don't, we don't consider it unethical or anything like that. But let a normal human being run into some problems they didn't create and have to and go into bankruptcy. Suddenly, hell freezes over. I'm trying to inform people that we need to not allow businesses and other entities to have more rights than we do. We have to be circumspect in the way we do things. And that's what I intend to do with our program. And notice I said with our program. Anyhow, I forgot to do my ask, so here's my ask, folks. Berto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Willie. Thank you for, so kindly, folks. For So please, uh, look, I can't type into the, um, into the field right now. So please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. And that is where you can find all the different ways you can support the show to make sure that we can keep doing our books, our articles, our videos. And now I do, uh, I, I turn some of the videos into TikToks. I turn some of the videos into, in, uh, into Reels for Instagram. The idea is to put it all over, put the progressive message all over to counteract 
that big amount of information, that big amount of lies that are continuously coming from the right, that sometimes happens to be more successful than it should. Anyway, continue. What time is it? Because even the even look, even the clock is frozen on this system. So I'm scared to use anything but the mouse to, for our graphic system. So that's why I'm kind of limited right now. Okay, let's continue. Uh, let's see what we got. Cynthia White says, good point. Thanks for reminding me about misinformation. Great, Cynthia. You know, we're all a team. We're all a team here. We are doing, we are doing the work. Robert Davenport says, I am for helping Ukraine against the Russian Federation invasion. Amazing how we have found billions for that, but argue over overspending money on social safety nets. For Americans, we can afford both. I, I, you know, you hear me say that, Davenport. You hear me say that all the time. But it's amazing how people would always not have a problem buying hardware, killing people, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to help, there's a there's a mechanics behind that I'm not going to go into right now. That we should that we all need to understand. It's a nasty mechanic, but we'll go over that some other time. AC Rodriguez replying to Hayes, Bernie Sanders is a middle-of-the-road centrist in the worldview. It's amazing how people don't understand that. They look at Bernie as, oh, some crazy socialist. No, actually, Bernie is to the right of me. Bernie is to the right of Egberto Willis. Because, like I said, I am for a true bifurcated economy more so than Bernie. You would never hear Bernie talk about nationalizing the oil sector. I want it nationalized because the oil belongs to all of us. I want us to keep the public sector in a separate space than free enterprise. And that is what true democracy really is. You know, even Bernie hasn't come to that realization. Uh, the guy that I interviewed, we, we, we're about to get into that subject, Andrew Schmuckler, good guy. He doesn't get it either in the last conversation that we had. He still falls under the hypnosis that capital is more important than it really should be, more important than humanity. And as long as you're a capitalist based on the principles of that tent, the tenets of that economic system, you're given refuge to inhumanity. All right, let's see. Uh, Daniel Edo says, what about the 20 trillion in debt makes you think we can afford this? <laughs> Uh, math. That's what math. Okay, Carl Cox says it's four fifty-three thirty-five Eastern now. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. Uh, we are. Let's see what time my clock says. Yeah, we're coming up close. We still have about six minutes to give. Uh, Mayor Mayor Maywood says uh, depends it depends on the debt. Buying a house puts you in deep debt, but I'll bet you don't consider that bad debt. Well, you know. Let me finish reading it because I've been accused of not doing that. Or would you recognize it as an investment in your life and family and maybe even retirement? This is what people don't understand, right? If I buy a whole lot of bread that's perishable, I eat it, discharge it, it's gone. But you buy a house, there is a one-for-one -one relationship. Well, not a one-for-one, -one, right? But there's an asset that's back in that loan. So that is not bad debt. Let's look at the $20 trillion that Ledo is so concerned about. Then those $20 trillion buy roads and highways and bridges and all those things? Yeah, they did. 
So therefore, that debt is an investment. But that debt is only there because we choose to have that debt there. We could eliminate it tomorrow. But the reason we don't eliminate that debt is because that debt acts as a damper to the economy to prevent, based on how a capitalist economic system works, a run on money. But theoretically speaking, let me, let, me, let me posit this. I could go ahead and say debt is zero today. No, nothing would change. The only thing that would change if I say debt is zero today, let's look at the national debt as zero, is that the 500 billion dollars or between 300 and 500 billion dollars that goes from our coffers to pay the interest to the rich people who own that debt that's the only thing that stops right so i want you guys to see the mechanics we have on paper let's say 20 trillion dollars worth of debt the only manifestation of that debt is that somebody claims to have it on their books and that we the people are paying them interest every month so we are throwing about 300 to 500 billion dollars of our tax dollars when it goes into the government it immediately goes out to the rich people who own the debt if we default not default if we decide to make that debt zero right the only thing that changes is those rich people who own that debt would not be getting those interest payments but there's nothing else that would change in the economy in the aggregate. Now, you have to ask, what really changes though? If that money isn't going to pay that debt, it is going somewhere else. And because the somewhere else that it goes are to people who spend money based on how the capitalist system works on supply and demand, and people would have more, then that will cause runaway inflation. You see, I wish people understood real economics. Most of what people don't tell you. I wish people understood it, right? But I, I think that explanation kind of gives you an idea of where things are. But you say, well, what about those people who own the debt? Well, it's an investment, right? You know what they say in the capitalist system and investments. All right, Daniel Edo, so now Egberto is saying your bridges and roads can be repossessed by China. Actually, China only owns, I think it's about 8% of our debt. You know, people love to use that. And you know, that just shows you the phobia. We want to have, we want to make you scared that that foreign country with funny looking people are going to be running your country. The biggest debt owner that we have are Americans and the British. They look like you, uh, Mr. Lido, so don't worry about it. It would be your, it would be you repossessing the bridges, okay? So don't worry about it. Don't let your prejudices come out, brother. Don't worry about it. Okay, don't worry about it. Okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, you know, when you say things that run away Biden inflation, that is kind of childish statement because that's not how it works. Egberto, how much debt do you have? How much debt do I have? Not much. When I went, when I decided to go here, I had to get rid of a lot of my debt because I don't make a whole lot of money here. Now, over the last few months because of circumstances many of you know i've had to do a lot more but again i could only have done that because before i went on to political activism full-time i had to lower it by a ton that's the answer sir uh let's see what else we got here all good bro just proves my point 
All right, we're coming up at the end of the program. I think it's at 58 right now. I want to ask you guys one more time. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash books. Consider getting my books. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support to support the program. Uh, you have a lot of different ways to support us. PayPal, uh, YouTube, uh, Cash App, uh, Zelle. Uh, what's the other one? All of them. We have all kinds of ways for you to support the program. So please choose some, one, many, however you will. But get the books and go to the store, politicsandright.com store, and check out our politicsandright.com memorabilia. Anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis, and you guys know how I end this program. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.